90.7 New Life FM. Welcome to our afternoon drive home here in Atlanta and Macon and all points in between. I'm Daniel Britt, coming to you live from Atlanta, the Georgia World Congress Center. It's kind of an overcast day. If I could see the road, I'd give you a traffic report. <laughs> Other than that, it's looking cool to me, and I've got Steve Brown sitting in front of me. Steve, it's an honor to talk to you, sir. Daniel, it's an honor to talk to you, too. Makes me want to go to heaven, Mike. <laughs> that, that voice is one to die for. Let me tell you a story, Steve. When I got started at, at the age of 14, my station I worked for in Warner Robins, Georgia, the manager pulled me in the studio one day, and your program was on 545 in the afternoons we carried Key Life. And he shut, came in, he shut the door, he just said, Listen to this guy. He's good. And he locked me in the studio. <laughs> really? And I've been a fan ever since. So You guys, you and Mike, you're really radio guys, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you never get this out of your system. Oh, you don't. You never do. It's not like television. Television won't do that to you. But radio, once you do it, you can never get rid of it, no matter what you do. Oh, I know. I, know. I mean, I've tried to run from it. I can't do it. I just love doing it. <laughs> How long have you been in radio? Oh, longer than you've been born, son. <laughs> a lot of years. I started... Uh, when I was in a junior college, and I had some, and I needed to, I was running a laundry, thir- getting twenty-five cents a shirt, uh, and doing the brokering to the town line, and this was driving me nuts. And I didn't have any money, and I couldn't pay for college. And some guy said, "You know, you got a voice like a foghorn. I bet you could do radio." <laughs> so I went over to this little station. It was WPNF, wonderful Pisgah National Forest in the mountains of North Carolina. And it was so cool. I could sit on a, we put a, a, we had music for the dinner hour. And you put on an album, those back, do y'all know what albums are? Oh, yes. yes. They're buying, well. <laughs> I don't think Daniel does. Yeah, I but do. you know, Mike. <laughs> and, and we would, uh, we'd start an album, you know, there were six cuts on each side. Go out and sit on the front porch and look at the mountains mm-hmm. and come back in and flip it over and give a station break. <laughs> and, and they paid me for doing that. And I was wow. making a lot more than I was making with that laundry stuff. Yeah. So it's cool. But that's been a long time ago. So you're from North Carolina originally? Yeah, from the mountains, from Asheville. And this was in Brevard, North Carolina, outside of Asheville. So. North Carolina is good country. Oh, it Very is. Very good. Well, Steve, you've written a new book, and earlier this afternoon, and who knows? You know, I know that, that in radio we study trends and things, and people turn over, there's an audience turnover for a pretty good amount, so maybe they didn't hear about your new book, A Scandalous Freedom. Let's talk and, about it. And it is one of the truly great works uh, of Christendom, and... I mean, it's the kind of book that could change your life. It, it it's really the kind of Yeah, right. <laughs> I've read it. <laughs> I've opened these pages, and, and, and I've read many of your books, and you are a great writer. Uh, humor, your humor really just keeps you on the edge of the seat, because, and it's great because it grabs you and it holds you, and you learn in the middle of all that mm. because you're wondering what you're going to say next. You know why I do And I never thought of that as being anything that I could do, but my mentor in Dallas, Fred Smith, said it, that if you can do that, you you won't kill people with the stinger that you stick in. Uh, that if you can pull it out quickly, uh, yeah. you can say a lot of things. But that book uh, is really what I'm about. It, it really is the base of what I teach. Uh, because I think that uh, I think Christians sometimes get institutionalized. Mm-hmm. Not in a mental hospital, but in the church. Mm-hmm. And our discipling becomes not a discipling for Jesus, but to make them like us. And once we start looking alike and talking alike, and uh, you know, eating Christian cookies and wearing Christian underwear, we end up we end up missing what God is doing in our lives. And that book is a book saying God set you free. Now go out and live it. And uh, and I struggle. We all struggle with that. It's hard to be free. 
what uh, this is your latest. How, how many books before this have been written by you? <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe maybe twelve, thirteen. I guess. I'm not amazingly prolific, and I haven't written a book in a long time. You know, I, I, I was in Publix this weekend, in the Publix grocery store, uh, and walked by um, sort of the Hallmark section where they have the greeting cards, and they had a book rack. Bishop T.D. Jakes and Steve Brown, <laughs> right, right in public. Well, that's a community. You know, that's funny that way. That how to talk to anybody? Yeah, it was a book on communications. I, they asked me to teach communications at this seminary, and then I thought, well, I ought to write something about it. And I wrote that book in a couple of weeks, and I have recently uh, been threatened with a suit from a very well-known Christian celebrity about that book. Mm. That was that book, wasn't it? George Bingham, who's our executive vice president is with me. I have to check with him on statistics. <laughs> the guy is really angry at me, and what I said was true, and I didn't even put him down. So I told him to deal with it. <laughs> I've, I, I have two books on communication in my library, and one's by Steve, How to Talk to Anybody. What's the title? How to Talk So People Will Listen. So people will listen. Yeah. And the other one is Larry King, How to Talk to Anybody, Anytime, Anywhere, something yeah. like that. So, yeah. so so, you're in good company, I guess. Yeah. Oh, listen, that makes me feel good. Yeah, I've okay. been on the Larry King thing. Have you? Well, he was from Miami, you know. Right, right. And I used to go on and debate atheists that he would bring up, and he was an agnostic. I've heard from Janet Parshall that he is seeking. He asked Oh, yeah, he's cramming for finals, man. He's had two heart attacks. That'll yeah. clear your mind. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think, I'm going home, man, and I need to get this straight. I asked him one time. We went to lunch. And I said, he said, how do you know this stuff's true? And I said, Larry, if I, before I answer your question, if I prove to you that it's true so that you admit that, that what I just told you is absolutely true beyond a shadow of a doubt, will you get on your radio and television program announced to the world you become a Christian? Are you just, are you just like to ask questions? And he said, well, nobody ever asked me that before. I'll get back to you. But he never did. But he was younger then. Now he's getting old. And when you get old, I take it from an old guy. You start thinking about death a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, whenever I get down into the meat of Steve Brown, I think of honesty. And we're going to talk about Steve's honesty in a few moments. We're going to go back to music as we're coming to you live from the Georgia World Congress Center in Atlanta, 90.7 New Life FM. <laughs> 